Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to James chapter 4 and meet me at verse 6. James chapter 4 and verse 6. We started a series a few weeks ago that we call that we're calling the Pride of Life. And those of you that are here today, those of you right now that are watching the replay, listening to the replay, or uh, you're listening to the podcast in your car, wherever it may be, this is part three, and I encourage you to go back and listen to part one, which is called Identify Pride, part two, which is called Identify Confidence, and today is part three, and we're going to call it Identify Humility, and each one is going to build upon the other. And I don't want you just to hear this word today. I want you to do this word today. And over the last several weeks, uh, this has been a weighty topic, a heavy message, and it's been real quiet in here as we're preaching. And that's a good thing because that is the sound of dying flesh. And so it's been really, really good to really preach the word of God. Now, I like your amens. Don't get me wrong. I don't want anyone to make mistaken that I don't like, that I don't like amens or I don't like people shouting and being engaged. I love that. But with this topic, it's going to be very, very difficult to do. So let it sink in. Let it change your heart. Let it change your mind. Because ultimately, we've got to arrive at a destination. And that destination is good. And it's, it's to a place that God wants us because scripture tells us he's got a future and a hope. And we're going to find out today that there are some areas in our life that is hindering us from reaching the final destination that the Lord will have for us. And let's jump right into the word of God today. Verse six, James says, but he gives more grace. Somebody say more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Somebody say, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Now, this is one of the strongest verses in all of Scripture, one of the strongest messages in the entire Bible, and it appears three times in Scripture. Solomon says it in Proverbs. Peter talks about it, and we see here, James, that God resists the proud. That means he withstands, he strives against, and he opposes the proud. God will literally set himself in battle array against the proud. Some translations will say that, that God would put on armory in battle against the proud. And when you're in pride, you will find yourself fighting against God. He's literally resisting you when you are operating in pride. And so I don't know about you, but I certainly don't want God to be resisting me. I don't want to be a part of anything that God is resisting because I don't want to be found fighting against God. And we define pride over the last several weeks as a high opinion of your own importance or superiority, whether in your mind, spoken out of your mouth, or displayed in your conduct. It's a high opinion of your own importance and superiority, whether you think that way, talk that way, or act that way. And we found out that pride is unteachable and highly opinionated. Pride is unteachable and highly opinionated, and it is the very nature of the devil himself. 
It is the very reason why the devil was expelled out of heaven because there was found on the inside of him pride. And we see in Isaiah 14, he says that I will be like the most high God. He didn't want to be a servant of the most high God. He wanted to be the most high God and pride was found in him. And you'll never meet a more arrogant individual than the devil. You'll never meet a more arrogant individual than the devil. And unfortunately, whether unintentionally or inadvertently, you are acting like him. I said it. Yes, you are acting like him. Everyone deals with pride. Everyone deals with it. If I ask you, do you deal with pride and you say no, that, that's pride right there. Everyone deals with pride in some way or another. But here's the key. Pride is very difficult to self-diagnose. It's really hard to see within yourself. So it takes someone like me, a preacher, to identify it and diagnose it in your life. And over the last couple of weeks, we have gone through various questions in identifying pride in our lives. And I've heard great feedback from you. Feedback that says, man, I didn't realize that I was, I was operating pride in this area. And one man told me, man, pastor, I'm a prideful man. Thanks for preaching this so that I can change some of the things that's going on in our lives. Because I believe that you may not be where you want to be. And it's simply because of pride in your life. If you can eliminate pride out of your life, then you have put yourself in a position to be humble. And God gives more grace to the humble. Now, thank God that he gives grace. Hallelujah. There is grace. But there's a such thing as more grace. There's a, there's, there's a such thing as additional grace. There's a such thing as extra grace, praise God. And I want more grace operating in and on my life. And pride is hindering me of being a candidate for more grace. Somebody shout more grace. Now, uh, Andrew Murray, he wrote this book called Humility. But there was a statement in the book that he, that he said that I thought was good. He said, pride must die in you or nothing of heaven can live in you. Pride must die in you or nothing in heaven can live in you. And uh, turn with me to Galatians chapter six, verse three. Galatians chapter six, verse three. We're going to talk about the in you realities. Now, last week we talked about the in him realities. But today we're going to talk about the in you realities. And watch this in verse three. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Let me read again. If anyone thinks himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. In you or in yourself, you are nothing. Say this after me. In and of myself, I am nothing. Say it louder. In and of myself, I am nothing. I know pride will tell you that you are something and you're good looking and you got it going on and you got degrees, and you got credentials and you are the breadwinner and you can do you can do anything you want to do. Pride will tell you that. But in and of yourself, apart from Christ, you are nothing. Say, I am nothing. First Corinthians eight, chapter two. Paul tells us again here in first Corinthians eight, chapter two. And if anyone thinks that he knows anything, 
He knows nothing, yet as he ought to know. In yourself, you know nothing. Well, I'm very intelligent and I'm very smart and and you don't understand. I got all these letters after my name and I got a doctorate in this and you can't tell me nothing because I know everything. In and of myself, I I know nothing. Say this out to me. In and of myself, I know nothing. Say it louder. In and of myself, I know nothing. 1 Corinthians 4, 7. Paul's drilling it in. 1 Corinthians 4, 7. For who makes you differ from another? And what do you have that you did not receive? What did you have that you did not receive? Now, if you did indeed receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? In yourself, you have nothing. Because everything you have has been given to you. Everything you have has been given to you. In yourself, you have nothing. Say this, in and of myself, I have nothing. Say it louder, in and of myself, I have nothing. Look at John 15, 5. Jesus speaks here in John 15, 5. The gospel of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John 15, verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I am him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Now, I know pride says you can do a lot without God. And there are commercials that'll tell you, you know, (laughs) they'll say, have you seen these commercials? Hey, we can get rid of that sickness for you and take this pill and we'll get rid of it. But there's going to be all these side effects that come with it. You're going to have suicidal thoughts and you're going to have your back may hurt and don't operate machinery. And uh, some of there are some medicine. Listen to me. There's some medicine that will literally give you gay thoughts. And, and, and they'll say, we'll take care of that problem, but you're going to have all these other issues. Uh, but the blessing of the Lord maketh rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Amen. The blessing of the Lord will take care of everything you need, and you won't have no side effects. Glory to God. No side effects. So, Jesus says, for without me, you can do nothing, but with me, you can do all things. But we're not talking about that yet. We're talking about in yourself, you can do nothing. Say this, in and of myself. Come on, come on. Y'all got to pick it up. Pick it up now. In and of myself. I can do nothing. So we find out here that you you are nothing, you know nothing, you have nothing, and you can do nothing. Now this is contrary to today's gospel preaching. You are everything, and you can do it, and you can get away, and you can make it happen, and and you can do it. And and we said last week, we, we like to walk around, I can do all things, and we don't finish the rest of the scripture. The rest of the scripture says, through Christ... Who strengthens me? So we got to plug in the extension cord. You can do all things is a prideful statement. But I can do all things through Christ is a statement of humility. And we'll get there because I got to plug in the extension cord to the power because the power is through Christ and not of yourself. 
See, I got to preach this with passion and I got to get a little loud with you because you've been babied and you've been talked and, oh, everything's going to be all right. You can do it. You can do it. You can do nothing without Christ. Now, some people have exhibited some form of success without God. Check into their personal life. They're committing suicide and they're depressed and they're, they're, they are losing their family and losing their minds. And it looks like in the world they've accomplished something, but they've done it without God. And doing it without God would cause you to be in an unhealthy place. So you need to realize, I am nothing without him. I can do nothing without him. I know nothing without him. And I have nothing without him. Without him I can do nothing. Say this after me. Without him, I can do nothing. Now, you got to get to this place where you're in complete reliance and dependence upon God. Complete trust, firm uh, resilience upon him that God, if it don't get done, it's because you couldn't do it. But how many of you know that God can do it? Matter of fact, some of you think God can't do it because you can't do it. Yeah, some of you think it can't be done because you can't do it. But if you trust in him and realize that you are just a vessel that God will use on this earth and with apart from you, Lord, nothing good can be accomplished. Somebody shout, I can do nothing. Now, John chapter five, verse 30. Take a look at this. John chapter five, verse 30. Jesus is talking here, and he says, I can of myself do nothing. Pause right there. That's all I want to read. Look at me. I can of myself do nothing. Jesus said this. He said, I can do nothing by myself. Jesus understood that without God, the father operating in his life, he could do nothing. Do you know that Jesus never took credit for one miracle? Jesus, he's God, but he's also man. He's 100% God and he's 100% man. And listen to me, on the earth, he did nothing in his deity. He did everything on the earth in his humanity. The only thing he did on the earth through his deity was get on the cross. And he got on the cross and took all of your sin, all of your, that's the only deity act Jesus did on the earth. Everything else was as a man. And he's telling us how to get manifestation to occur in our lives. He said, this is how you do it. I can of myself do Nothing. Jesus never took credit for one sermon he preached. Not one sermon he took credit. He always pointed the people to the Father. He always pointed them to the Father. Matter of fact, we said this last week, and it bears witness saying again, if you leave, if people leave your presence more impressed with you than they do with God, then that is pride. If someone leaves your presence and they are more impressed with you, then they are with God. That's pride. It, if you take credit for the grace of God, 
That's pride. Well, Brother Gene, you sound good on that keyboard. And what if Gene would tell y'all, well, that, that's what I do. I just sound good on the keyboard. That's what I do. That's pride. But Gene doesn't do that. You tell, him, you tell him after he sounds good on the keyboard and watch what he'll say to you. He'll say, oh, man, God helped us. God's grace is sufficient. Because we know we're not taking credit for the gift of God. Matter of fact, I had a worship leader do that years ago. We had a worship leader. My mom went up to him and said, man, great worship set. I was really touched. And the man said, that's what I do. Well, that was a full prideful statement. And my mom left the presence of that man more impressed with that man than she did with the grace of God. Now, my mom's a mature woman, and she knew, she knew right away what was going on. But true humility is recognizing that you can do nothing without the help of the Lord. True humility is recognizing that you can do nothing without the help of the Lord. You can't even brush your teeth. Hopefully everybody did that this morning. Without the help of the Lord. You can accomplish nothing, not worthwhile, without the help of the Lord. And that's what true humility is. And this is the example that Jesus left for us. You know, he said in John, uh, I believe it's in John 15. Yeah, he tells us that there are greater works that he wants you and I to do. He said that we will do greater things than Jesus did. Think about that. We would do greater things than Jesus did on this earth. And Jesus told us how he did it. I can of myself do nothing. I can do nothing. I know you want to take credit. I know you want to say it was you and all your hard work and your confessions. And, and I know you want to tell everybody that it was just, you know, how beautiful you are. And, and you just don't understand this is how it happened for me. Mm -mm. It's because of the grace of God. And when we begin to recognize this more and more in our lives, and we begin to recognize that it's not me. We have to get me out of our minds. <laughs> we have what the, the middle letter of the word pride is the word I, the letter I. We got to get I out of our thinking and we start have to change the way we think, renew our mind and to think about him. It's in him. It's in him. God, 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 God can do nothing without a humble person. He, can, he can't use a prideful person. That's why he fights against them. He can't bless a prideful person because you'll take credit for it. You'll say, it's you. And someone asks, well, how did you get that done? Well, it's me. It's me. And we'll look at someone on TV and they'll say, well, you know, I'm the smartest man to ever live. And we'll say, well, that's pride. But then we won't look at what we do and say, well, what we do is actually pride. Like consistently being late, that's pride. Yeah, I'll talk about that. Well, you know, I'm just a late person. No, you're a prideful person. Because your time is more important than everyone else's time. So you're a prideful person. You're not just a late person. You're a prideful person. When the last time you apologized to somebody? If it's been more than 30 days, because you ain't been right for 30 consecutive days. <laughs> Pride. Is stopping you from apologizing to someone. And when you have that, uh, pride will even stop you from forgiving someone. Someone hurts you and they say, listen, I, will you forgive me? Nah, man. Nah, nah, I ain't forgiving you. Get on out my face. Pride. 
And you've been forgiven of every sin you've ever committed, past, present, and even future sins. God's already forgiven you of, of all of that. And you, you hold on to unforgiveness towards a parent, towards a spouse, an ex-spouse, towards a grandkid, or even your, or, or, or even your coworker or boss. And God's sitting there saying, I'm trying to bless you, but I have to resist that pride. Mm-hmm. God's been talking about, to me about this message for years. Because, Devon, if, if I'm going to increase and bless you, it, you're going to have to get rid of the pride in your life. And true humility is recognizing you can do nothing without the help of the Lord. Because humility means to make low or to reduce your opinion of yourself. You're going to have to reduce your opinion of yourself. Yeah, you're going to have to reduce your opinion. I know you think you're the God's gift to the earth. You're going to have to reduce your opinion of yourself. C.S. Lewis says it best. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. So don't leave here saying, Pastor said I need to talk about how fat I am or, or how ugly I am or how, how broke I am because I'm nothing and I need to talk about I'm a low-down, dirty worm and, and no one loves me and everyone hates me, think I'll eat some worms, big, fat, juicy ones, itty-bitty little ones, see how they wiggle and squirm. Y'all never heard that song? Pop off the head, squeeze out the juice, and throw their tails away. Nobody knows how I survived on worms three times a day. Okay. <laughs> No, we are not supposed to think of ourselves as low-down, dirty dogs, but we are supposed to reduce in how we think about ourselves and to not think less of ourselves, but to think of ourselves less. This will, this, you, when you, this will help you just relax. Somebody shout relax. See, so you, you relax when you start thinking of yourself. When someone don't call you back, they said they're going to call me, don't call me back. How dare they not call me back? They're going to call me back. That's all pride. Listen, I, I, this is what I'm starting telling myself. I'm not that important. Say that. I'm not that important. Not that important. Say it again. I'm not that important. Because you, you think you are. I, I, I'm not that important. Well, they didn't call me. Uh, how dare they not call me back? I am Devon. They didn't call me back. You know what? I, I, I relax. I, I'm, I, I'm not that important. I just relaxed. You know what? Hey, it's they lost the day and called me back. I had something to share with them. I'm not that important. When people, uh, uh, you know, this, this happens all the time. When they don't give you the credit for something. You know you did it. They don't, they don't give you the credit for it. You know how your blood boils and your skin? I did this thing. and How dare they take credit for it? Just sit back and say, I'm not that important. God sees what I did. And God says, if I make myself low, then he will exalt me. Come on, somebody. He will exalt me. Selflessness is humility. Selflessness is humility. What does that mean? I am not thinking about myself all the time. Matter of fact, I am a servant and I'm here to administer and to, and to serve Fellow mankind, it is not about me. I mean, when you do this, you'll relax. I, 
I'm just, I can talk about myself. I mean, there's times I've been so frustrated. Well, they should have called me. If they would have called me, I would have done this and that. And the Lord said, who are you? Who are you? You just, you're just a servant of mine. You're not everything. You're not all things to all people. You're not the source of people. Well, you know, if they should have they gave me that job. And they probably should have gave you that job. Just relax. God got it. He'll take care of it. There, there, there are jobs that I should have had, and I thank God I didn't get them jobs. I look back at it now. If I had got them jobs, I would not be where I am today. I thank God he's got a bigger plan, and I didn't go in there and, and try to shoot somebody because they didn't give me a job. Pride. I, I got something for them. I got something for them. No, no, no. Somebody shout, Relax. God's got this. I'm going to start thinking of myself less. Humility involves listening and learning. Listening and learning. How many of you want to just overtalk folks? Yeah, all of us. Because we don't want to listen and learn. We already know it. My kids, this is a new saying my kids say now. Jay is seven years old today. Today's his birthday. But he says this all the time. I already know. He already know. He's seven. He already know. There, now, what you're going to have to do is, we're gonna, I already know. So we're going to have to, we, we all grew up this way. So what we're going to do is we're going to have to teach him to be humble. We all are default prideful people. You know why? Because we're all insecure people. That's what we all really are. We're all insecure and we overcompensate for our insecurity with pride. Man, I'm preaching better than y'all shouting them here. We overcome our insecurity with pride. So I got to convince you that I already know when you know nothing. There was one particular time I was corporate America and I was training this guy. Now, this was this guy's first day of work. Somebody say first day. And they asked me to train. Now, they always asked me to train. At that point, they had always asked me to train these new people. But this was a sales position. And training meant I was going to have to slow down a bit. And I was trying to make some money, you know, sales. But I said, you know what? I'm going to humble myself. And if they ask me to train, I'm going to train. And I end up training this particular guy. And this guy, can you believe on day one, he already knew it all. He knew the computer system. He knew what to say to the client. He knew how to respond. He just, he knew it all. So I, I told him in his face, I said, after lunch, do not come back to my desk and train. I'm trying to make money. And if you already know this, you go do your thing. I went to the boss. I told her, I said, don't send him back to my desk. He already know. I'm trying to make money. Get him away. He better not be in my desk when I come back from lunch. Get him, get him away. I said, I told him, I, I told him too. I said, man, don't come back. You already know everything. Do not come back over here and talk to me anymore. I'm working. Man, I come back from lunch, come out the elevator. This dude's got tears in his eyes. He said, I am sorry for acting that way. I've tried to make an impression. And this is what we all do. We want to make some form of of an impression. If you're around someone that knows more than you, guess what? Close your mouth and just listen. Learn. When I'm around people that I know, and even if they don't know more than me, you can, you can practice closing your mouth. Just You should do that anyway. Just practice closing your mouth and just listen. And you'll learn more about them and learn what's right and also what's wrong by simply 
just listening to him. And so he had tears in his eyes when I came out there. He goes, I'm sorry. I heard you talk to the manager. She talked to me. I want to apologize. I just really wanted to make an impression. I, and, and I just I heard you were doing well. And I just wanted to let you know I'm making an impression. I said, brother, you ain't got to impress me. I said, um, listen, you just need to learn. If you learn, you'll do well. But many of us don't want to learn. We don't even want to be told what to do. I can tell you right now, somebody clap your hands. A half of you wouldn't even clap your hands. What is that? Pride. That's exactly what it is. Well, I don't feel like clapping my hands. One, one particular guy, you know, in church, I say, say this after me. I do that so that you can engage. And, and it's not a performance. It's an engagement. I'll say, say this after me. And we have an offering confession. I said, I mean, one man told me one time, he goes, I never say anything. When the preacher says, say after me, I never say it. And I looked and I thought, that's why you broke. That's why you always broke, struggling. Because you are so prideful, you can't even open up your mouth. Now, earlier I said, close your mouth. Now I'm saying, open up your mouth. <laughs> and repeat after the man of God. There, there are times I've been in services and and one particular minister I'm thinking about, he'll have you stand for he'll get done preaching and he'll preach an hour longer while you stand it. And I'm like, man, I want to sit down. Now, if you got physical issues, go ahead and sit down. But I'm like, I want to sit. I say, no, he asked me to stand. And you know what? I'm going to I'm going to humble myself. and I'm going to stand here for this hour long. <laughs> it's not easy, but thank God I can stand. Glory to God. Because I don't want to be a man or woman that's full of pride. Pride promotes self. Humility lets God do the promoting. Now let's do a compare and contrast here. Pride promotes self. Humility lets God do the promoting. Pride considers what's best for me. Humility considers what's best for others. I'm going to pause there. Not, not what's best for me, what's best for someone else. Pride has a short fuse. You get angry and quick all the time and you, you're upset and, and get your feelings hurt really easy and get easily offended. It's because you are dealing with pride. If, if somebody says something, you always, it, it always hurts your feelings. It's because you're full of pride. If someone says something, you're always ready to argue. You're always ready to fight and argue. It's because you're full of pride. If somebody says something you disagree with and your blood boils and you got to, I mean, you, I've got to teach them today. It's because you're full of pride. Well, why does the blessing not working in my life? Because you're full of pride. Pride says, I know I'm right. Humility says, I could be wrong. When the last time you say, I could be wrong? See, that sound right there is the sound of dying flesh. Pride looks down on others. Humility looks out for others. And if you're dealing with some kind of racism or, or some kind of prejudice, it's because it's pride. You think you're, you're, your gender, your race, your political beliefs, your knowledge of the word is superior than everyone else. It's because of pride. It's all pride. And it causes you to look down on others, whether intentionally or unintentionally, but humility looks out for others. Pride rebels against authority. Humility submits to authority. 
We had a situation one time, many of you know, Natasha is my admin. She helps, she helps me administer and help run the church. And we had a situation one time where a man, he couldn't listen to Natasha. Why? Because she was a woman. What is that? Go ahead and say it. Pride. He couldn't listen to, he couldn't listen to her and say, well, he had to leave because she's, she's helping me. If you can't listen to her, you can't listen to me. Adios. Pride. Or humble yourself. Make yourself low. Stop looking at yourself so high and mighty and just humble yourself. And this is what pride does. Marriages are splitting up right now because, because of pride. It's, it's solely because of pride. It's because it's because of selfishness. And selfishness is pride. So look at every marriage you've seen break up. Two people are acting selfish. Or we'll say, well, we just lost communication. No, you were selfish. You stopped listening. Now, other things could pressure it. Money could pressure it. And troubles can, could put pressure on that relationship. And, but ultimately, there is pride in operation. And it's dividing relationships. Pride rejects counsel. Humility seeks counsel. You know, I was reading a stat here recently. I've been reading up on narcissism. And I was reading a stat recently that it was something around 80 to 90 percent. Listen to this. 80 to 90 percent of pastors are narcissists or, nar or narcissistic. 80 to 90 percent of pastors are narcissists. Man, that, that hit my heart. Because I can totally see how that is. They, we, we, my profession, stop seeking counsel because we know it all. I know everything about the laptop and I know everything about how to build these stairs. I don't know how to build this stuff. I don't know everything. Now, I should be a step ahead of you where the scriptures are concerned, but I can't be a step ahead of you in how to, how to build the steps. Well, listen, don't build the steps that way. I know how to build steps. We're going, and then we know how to do it all. And then when someone says, well, pastor, this might be a better way. How dare you say that might be a better way? I am all knowing. It's pride. It's all pride. We, we no longer seek counsel. Some of you don't even want counsel because of pride. Matter of fact, I read this stat recently, too. They said it, when it, whenever there's a major decision made in the people's lives, the pastor is the sixth person that a person will talk to about it. Now, the sixth. So you're going to talk to Pookie and Ray Ray and Rerun. And, and then I guess we might need to talk to pastor about that, too. The sixth person. That's why I say I'm not everybody's pastor. I'm every, I may be your preacher, but I may not be your pastor because we'll know when the rubber meets the road. We'll know. Because I might say something up here that hurts your feelings and you leave the church. And instead of just saying, you know what, I'm going to humble myself and I'm going to resolve this issue within myself. It's quiet up in here, Kara. I'm going to instead of I'm just going to I'm going to leave because I, my feelings are. Guess what? I'm going to hurt your feelings. It's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. It may not be intentional, but I'm going to do it. You're going to have to say, you know what? I need to humble myself. I need to relax. And I need to 
get it right within myself. Your boss, your employer, your mom and dad, your, your, grand, your sons and daughters, they're going to do something that hurts you. You're going to have to humble yourself. There was one particular time, and I've been, I've been meditating on these things. And like I told Colleen, I've had a head start. I got a head start. But um, one particular time, somebody was talking bad. They were talking bad about me. And, you know, I'm a, I, I'm, a, I'm a preacher. I believe in prosperity. I believe God wants to bless us. I believe God wants to have life and life more abundantly. And, and because of God's grace and, and our faith in connection to that, the Lord has shown himself strong in areas in my life where God has prospered me and God has blessed me. And, and I'm not talking spiritually. I'm talking Materially, and someone, one particular time, they just, they, they went off on me. Oh, you just, you stealing money from the people and, and you taking stuff and all them people you just taking from the poor and, and they just went off. And I just sat there and there was a friend of mine that was like, let's get him, let's get him, let's get him, let's go after him. I said, no, we're not going to say nothing. Just let him keep talking. He kept talking and I just let him go on about how bad I was, how I was stealing. I know I ain't stole nothing. But this is what he said about me. You know, you stealing and you taking. And the only reason you got that is because you stole it and this and that. I just let him get going. There's a guy next to me said, come on, come on, let's get him. Let's get him. I said, no, no, no. We got done. And the guy said, why didn't we go after him? You could have, we, we could have really went after that guy. I said, I'm just humbling myself. I don't have to fight every fight. Now, the old Devon would fight every fight. But I'm humbling myself. I don't have to fight that fight. I know the truth. Amen. I know the truth. And he can think what he wants and he can say what he wants. But I know the truth. This is how you practice. You have to practice this. When you when you leave today, something crazy is going to happen. I'm not prophesying. It's just it's bound to happen when you leave that threshold of that door. And you're going to put this to practice and say, you know what? I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to make myself low. So that I can just maintain peace in my life. Pride has to have it my way. Humility is willing to yield. Pride has to have it my way. Humility is willing to yield. Pride is quick to speak. Humility is quick to listen. Pride is quick to speak. Humility is quick to listen. Listen to this. Pride complains. Humility is thankful. As we approach Thanksgiving, we understand that humility is thankful. When you are thankful, that means you are expressing appreciation and gratitude. When you are thankful, you are expressing. You're not thinking about gratitude. You are expressing gratitude. When you are thankful, you are expressing gratitude. Why do I keep saying that? Because some of y'all are thinking about it, but you're not expressing it. And humility expresses thanksgiving. That's through words, gifts, or any other way to show your demonstration of, of dem a demonstration of thankfulness is humility. Now let's look real quick. James chapter 4, we'll read verse 6 again and look at verse 10. James 4, verse 6 and verse 10. But he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And let's look at verse 10. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. 
So how do we get rid of pride in and out of our lives? We humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord. We have to humble ourselves. We have to make ourselves low. You know, Proverbs tells us pride comes before a fall. So if you don't humble yourself, eventually you will fall. You will be humbled. But pride cannot humble itself, but humility tells itself to be humble. Be low. Don't think too highly of yourself. Stop trying to defend yourself. I'm thinking about the people when Popeye's chicken sandwich came out and people were fighting because someone jumped in line over them. Yes, I understand. No one wants anyone to jump in line, but I'm not supposed to be fighting over a chicken sandwich. And better yet, I shouldn't be fighting because of pride. But there are too many people getting hurt, injured, shot because of their pride. If you just walk away, that's the strongest move you can make. Any weakling could try to defend himself. But pride says, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, humility says, I'm going to walk away. There's no reason. And I'm preaching to myself because I am not always walking in this. I can tell stories of how I put myself in situations because of pride. I'll tell y'all this story. I got, I got into it. Well, I don't care. I'm going to tell you anyway. I got into it with a police officer recently. Yes, I did. And it was all because of my pride. It was all because of my pride. He, I was in the right. I was in the right. And then he, you know, if you know police officers, they start flexing their muscles, you know, you know, if you've been around them. They start flexing. They start getting loud. So I start getting loud. I was wrong, guys. I'm not telling you what I said was right. I was wrong. Later on, my wife was in the car and she looked at me and said, all of that was wrong. And I said, no, he, he, he was wrong. And the Lord dealt with me that night and said, you were in the wrong. You should have just simply stopped. Simply stopped and just continued doing what I was doing. But pride. But pride. No, I'm in, the, I'm in the right. You are in the wrong. No, no, I'm, I'm supposed to be right here. I'm not supposed to be over there. Can you move? No, I can't move. I'm supposed to be right here. All I had to do was move. And I was in the right. I was supposed to be right where I was. But if I just had a little humility, I said, you know what? My wife with me. No wonder if he and I got to tussling. It wouldn't end it well. And why? Because I was in pride. When you humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, he will lift you up. You have to make yourself low so that he can exalt you. You have to stop trying to defend yourself so that he can defend you. You have to stop trying to be your own boss and leader and master so that he can lift you up. God continually gives more and more grace to the humble. More and more grace. How many of you need more grace in your life? I mean, we need more grace. God will give more and more grace to the humble. Now listen, humility does not earn the grace of God. 
Humility does not earn the grace of God because grace is undeserved. So humility doesn't earn it, but it does put us in a position to receive the gift of grace. We don't earn it because we're humble, but we become a candidate and and we are in a position to receive more and more grace. And grace is defined as undeserved kindness, gifts, and benefits. Gene, if you would come, there's more grace. There's more grace. Somebody say, there's more grace. grace. The favor of God is the grace of God. The favor of God is the grace of God. The favor of God is working on your behalf. Say, the favor of God is working on my behalf. You are highly favored because the Lord is with you. Say, I'm highly favored because the Lord is with me. God's face is shining upon you. When, when you humble yourselves, God's face will shine upon you and favor will increase in your life. You'll start seeing that undeserved things you didn't work for, things you can't earn, things you can't even purchase. You know, having the favor of God is more important than having money. The favor of God will cause you to buy things without money. Simply the favor of God. The favor of God. God's favor is going before you and surrounding you like a shield. You will increase in favor with God and people. Humility causes you to do this. You will walk in boldness because you have found favor with God. God's favor on your life will enable you to do what you cannot do on your own. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead.